0: You're listening to The Small Biz Ahead Podcast, brought to you by The Hartford.
1: Hey, everybody, and welcome back to The Small Biz Ahead Podcast. Glad you made it here. My name is Gene Marks, and I'm sure you are well familiar with my co-host, John Adakonis. John, I'm glad that we are here. Um, We have a lot to talk about because this is the the, the money week, as it is, we're talking about all things financing and raising money and managing money in your business. Uh, and and today we have a we, we have a real interesting conversation uh, that we're gonna have with Kelly Nelson. Kelly Nelson is the uh, a VP of business development at TCI Capital, which is TCI Capital is Kelly's website. Um, and um, what's gonna happen? Like you know, for those of you guys listening, the you know, as typical, uh, I've got a bunch of questions for Kelly. I'm gonna turn it over to John. He's gonna have a bunch of questions for Kelly. I will see if Kelly is still standing at the end of our uh, our, our conversation. So, Kelly, thanks so much for joining us. I'm, I'm I'm glad you're here.
2: Yeah, thanks thanks
1: for having me. Sure. So, first of all, uh, just brief overview. Give us a, give us an idea of what TCI Capital does. Where are you guys located, by the way?
2: We are in uh, Edina, Minnesota, which is a suburb of the Twin Cities, uh, predominantly Minneapolis, just south of it. Got it. And what do you guys do? We do. Um, we're we were purchased by uh, Fidelity Bank. Now, probably not the Fidelity Bank that everybody knows or Fidelity Investments. We're owned by uh, a company that's been around for now 51 years, Fidelity Bank, uh, smaller uh, local bank here in uh, Edina. And they purchased us right at a little over three years ago. Um, we were a private company and then uh, the owner sold out and, and uh, we're purchased by a bank and it's been great, you know, right. so that aspect of it. And. We do accounts receivable financing, also known as factoring. We get companies paid on their invoices right away so they can cash flow their business and a lot of times, you know, grow their business.
1: Okay, so let's talk about factoring, because I um, when I talk to clients about different ways of financing, like, oh, we can get a bank loan or we can not pay our vendors, or we can raise money in other, you know, in, in other crowdfunding if we want to do that, or, you know, loans from family or friends, you know, whenever I bring up factoring, you know, it, it, there's like, there's been this historical stigma to it, which it just, which amazes me. So I, I want to clear that up and, and have you, I mean, you're in the business of doing this. So clearly this is a, this is a a legit business model for a lot of good companies um, so, Kelly, let's let's insult the intelligence of our audience and just explain to, to all of us just what exactly is factoring. Give us a, give us an explanation.
2: Right. And so what factoring is, is when you are doing business with another business. Right. And right. you have completed the work or you've sold them a product, a product or service and you have that invoice and you're going to turn it into accounts payable now for payment. Well, those companies may not pay for 30, 60, even 90 plus days on those invoices. And obviously, that is a long time to wait when you have, you know, your bills to pay, your payroll to make, et cetera. You know, right. so what we do is we get them, our customers paid on their invoices right away, turning those invoices into cash to help with their cash flow. I have some. Let, let's dig into the weeds a little bit.
1: Um, right. What First of all, what types of customers... Are 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 best suited to this type of financing.
2: I would say, I would say, um, my ten years of, you know, doing this with with TCI, the most that I see is predominantly service related businesses. Okay, I provided a service. You know, we want to get paid now versus waiting. So uh, some of the top industries that we would see would be as staffing companies. You got to pay their people weekly, right? I mean, you know, they've got cash flow daily now. I mean, we're seeing that. Uh, Mm -hmm. We're seeing uh, a lot of historically oil field related oil companies Mm -hmm. are really known for having the ability to pay, but really stretching out the payments for the people, the service companies that are doing work for them, such as like hauling water, doing other ancillary work along with that. 60 to 90 days is not uncommon for those. Uh, Another industry that's really become hot is the uh, telecom industries, you know, with everything going from, you know, up to 5G. There's so much of this upgrades that they're doing. And so we're seeing a ton of that business. Other industries that are historically known for factoring would be as the trucking industry. Hmm. So those guys are hauling the loads and they need to get paid right away. I'd say that's probably where a higher, highest percentage of funding factoring companies out there play we do do that however I would say the staffing telecom and uh, you know other just general service businesses are where we play now we will and still do a lot in the manufacturing space so somebody's completing projects and you know they just need to get paid that's another one there are specialty factoring companies out there that will do for the people that are selling, their widgets to target and Best Buy and all that stuff there, it comes in. And then also with in the uh, construction industry, it comes with its own nuances and issues. We typically don't play too much in that arena just because right. it's so niche, you know, kind of thing. How about um, Kelly um, government
1: and also international companies? Um, I actually, all of those examples that you gave, I, I've definitely seen them. Um, I don't know. Maybe it's just because of the nature of my client base, but I do have a few clients that do business with the government. Um, You know, you can wait forever. It's like you'll die of old age before the government pays. And and they've used factoring companies. Is that that also an area? And also
2: international as well, if you can comment on that. I'm glad you brought that up because that was one that that we do do for the uh, government contracts. It is uh, kind of the nuances with government contracts can be is how how the agreements are written. Some. When you're factoring, and obviously we'll probably get into this later, but it's called the notice of assignment. Some government contracts uh, are easier than others to be able to redirect the money. You know, that's the one thing I will say is when we're doing factoring, you know, the payments are still made to our customer's name. It's just sent to our bank versus directly to them because, you know, we don't make a dime until the invoice is paid.
1: OK, so we're going to get in. We're going to get into that process in just a minute because it, it's important. And, and just one final thing is on, on the international side okay. is, is factoring an option if I'm, you know, if, if a customer is over in I don't know, the UK or Asia or whatever and, you know, I
2: want to get paid quicker. Yes. Again, that's a specialty factoring. Okay. deal. you got to find a company that would uh, be open to that. You know, for us, it's they have to be they can be doing work overseas or with another country, but they have to be billing a U.S. entity paid in u.s dollars for us to to make it work we're just not going to go to another country to go try to collect our money (laughs) get paid so um but there are um things you know like credit insurance through you know there's plenty of companies out there that do that you know that offer up some credit insurance that basically back the entity you know, basically back in the invoice. That
1: makes sense, and and also just to make sure that like we're completely clear for anybody listening to this or watching this, this is not a collection thing. You know, this is not like oh I've got a bad debt, so I'm going to like hand it off
2: to you know TCI Capital and they're going to go and collect it for. It. This, this is a cash flow thing, correct? Absolutely, yeah. That is that is another common thing that over the years people are um have called up and say, hey, I got you know this. <laughs> this company isn't paying me and the, the invoice is 180 days old. You know, it's like, uh, okay, um, that's not what we do. We buy invoices and we base it on your customer, their, their customer's credit, even mm. more than their credit. They can, mm. you know, with us specifically, you know, our customers can have good personal credit or actually kind of crappy personal credit. Mm. We really don't care so much about that. We care about at the end of the day, who's paying that invoice because Ultimately, that's uh, how we're yeah recoup our money and yeah and
1: you're the one that's getting you know you're you're providing the financing you're getting your customers their cash fast so that they can move I mean this is not like the Sopranos or something you're not going after people with baseball bats and collecting money so fine Um, okay let's walk through the particulars so let's take me as an example I've got round numbers I've got a hundred thousand dollar invoice for a project with a you know big customer. And as big companies like to do, they delay their payment, particularly to small businesses. I see that all the time. Meanwhile, I'm paying out for materials and you know, my labor. So I wanna factor this invoice. Yep. So we'll take just that simple example.
2: How does that work? Yeah, so what I would wanna know is you know, out of the gate is, how are you currently financing your company now? Or do you currently have a line of credit? Um, or do you have um, an SBA loan? Are you doing it out of pocket, right? So I want to. Why do you care? Why do you care how I'm financing my business? Well, because it's it goes back to uh, a liens. right? And so whatever we're purchasing in regards to invoicing, TCI, you know, factoring companies in general want to be in first lien position on the invoices that were that we're purchasing. I see. Cool thing about it is there are different ways, even if they do have a line of credit, um, or if they may have liens on their company, um, that we can work with the banks to you know, intercreditors and in other ways around that. But going back to your point, so we're trying to find out how they're currently cash flow in the business. And then we also want to know, you know, what they're looking for, right? What is their cash need? Is it, Hey, are you growing quick? And I need this money because I need I need more money to offset and maybe hire people or okay. whatever it is. So we need to understand what their cash need is. Then we can start going into, okay, our rates are going to be based on approximately how much you're billing out per month and then how long TCI has to wait to get paid once um, we buy your invoices. So I'm confused because I, you know, I mean, I thought this is
1: like kind of done on a customer by customer basis or an invoice by invoice basis, you know, and, and yeah. now you're saying like, oh, I want to know what your cash flow is like and I want to know what you're billing out your know, overall per month. Yeah. Um, why? I don't understand why you would want to
2: know that if you can explain further. The good thing is, is we don't have to fund all their customers, right? If they have somebody that's paying quick, you know, they just don't need the financing on that, on that specific customer. But it is important for us to know which customers they do want to get funded on specifically and then how long okay. we'd have to wait, because that's the information that we would need in order to best determine which different program to, to set them up with in regards to funding.
1: Okay. All right. So let's get back to it. So I've got this customer and he's got a hundred thousand dollar invoice and I'm like, Kelly, I need some help. Like, you know, I'm paying money out and let's make the assumption I got no liens. Uh, let's make the sure. assumption that, uh, you know, my, my business is fine and profitable. It's just like there's a big chunk of change and I'd like to, you know, I, I'd like to you know, get paid on it earlier. Right.
2: Yeah. So I'd say, you know, Gene, are, is this something that you're looking for as like a one time funding mm-hmm. or is it something where you need it on more of an ongoing basis? Right. Because right. with with us, you know, we do month to month agreements. We don't lock customers into long term contracts and all that stuff like a good majority of companies do in our space. However, we would like them to be able you know, to fund more than an invoice or two because we don't charge any upfront costs. You know, to set up with us. We incur a lot of costs, you know, with lean searches, et cetera. So we kind of need to know what their intentions are, what what their needs are make sure that we'd be the proper fit for them
1: so, so let me stop you right there and say like you know just if i'm if i'm looking to you know you work with a factoring company i have, have a long-term view with this this should be i mean what you're looking for is a longer-term relationship um, not just some one-off type of thing not that you would turn it down but that's what sure. you would prefer um, and and your reason from a business standpoint is that you you have upfront costs to get these things up and going. And the idea is that if you have a longer term relationship, you can spread those costs out over a longer term. And it just benefits you. So I, w- I would want to know that as a business owner, you know, going into like what you're, what, what you're trying to get accomplished.
2: Yep. Absolutely. Okay? Yeah. And so what, what we do is uh, typically is a 90% advance on somebody's invoices. And then we give them back the remaining 10% less our fee when the customer pays, you know, again, 30, 60, 90 days down the road. And that's why yeah. asking and finding out what They're looking to have funded on a monthly basis. The ballpark is fine. You know, we don't need specific numbers. And then uh, finding those payment terms, that will be able to give me the information I need in order to come up with, you know, the rates on that month month agreement. And then if they're growing, I want to be able to show them, um, our customers, like, hey, as you grow, you don't have to call us up and say, hey, give me a better deal. I'm doing more Mm -hmm. business with you. We have programs specifically set up where I call them pricing buckets, right? So if you're billing between, you know, thirty and fifty thousand dollars a month, your price is X. You, Got it. You know, once you hit over fifty thousand to a hundred, then it's a lower rate. It goes down incrementally. Uh, we review it every thirty days. So that's what I think a lot of customers really like is that hey, they're rewarding me, and I don't have to go back and bug them and go hey, give me a better deal. It's automatically happening.
1: I have. A lot more questions, but John, I gotta have you jump in here because I'm gonna eat up our entire interview <laughs> with just me talking. And I'm assuming, John, we can stay on factoring, by the way. And I'm sure, John, you've got you know your questions as well that are gonna overlap mine. So uh, let me turn it over to you, John. Like, go, go
0: ahead and fire away. Awesome. Thanks, Gene, and thanks, Kelly, for joining us. I yeah. think you know, kind of following up on Gene's line of questioning, plainly, who who pays you? So when you have that agreement with a business, like at that point, is it the business who's collecting the debt? from their vendor who owes them or kind of client who owes them. And then they pay you back. Or at that point, once they kind of get the agreement, are you kind of servicing the collection and receipt of that payment from kind of the the third party?
2: So what happens is is we will connect with uh they'll give us our customers will give us a uh, good accounts payable contact. And we do what's just, you know, just an email out to their customer saying, hey, we're, you know, we're the finance company for XYZ company and uh uh, you'll still be paying their company but here's where the address will be uh moving forward for payments right or if you're doing an ACH, this is what it is so we try to still stay as hands-off as possible with that however most you know a lot i think something maybe we'll go into maybe a little bit at some point would be as a fact of we do offer our collection services right and meaning but i'll give you an example so let's say for instance you know, your customer doesn't pay for 30 days. TCI, you know, once you're a customer, isn't calling or emailing them, you know, prior to 30 days and going, hey, where's our money? Like the Tony Soprano, you know, kind of remark. We're not doing that. It's hmm. so For instance, let's say we that get out to, say, 35 days and we haven't received payment. Our account manager, every customer as an account manager may reach out to somebody in accounts payable and just say, hey. You no, know, we've received these payments, but we haven't received anything on, you know, this invoice. Is there anything you need additionally, you know, to make sure that that invoice pays? Very customer friendly, just, you know, almost as if our customer was doing it. Um, but it's just an added service that we do uh, that our customers trust us and and really like us to do so they can focus their energies on, you know, growing their business instead of chasing their money, essentially. Awesome.
0: And you know, I think that the probably big question on everyone's mind is is how you guys make money. So you had mentioned there's kind of the the upfront cost. Yep. You prefer the long term relationships. It's it's not really a loan so much as you know. So I don't think we're talking interest here, but I guess there's some kind of discount rate or preferred rate at which you you buy the invoice, right? Yep. So the difference kind of is how you know you make money, and and I'm wondering how a business owner, specifically on the smaller side, right? can kind of think about that. So there's obviously the trade-off. If you want if you want the liquidity quickly, then you're kind of paying for the access to that liquidity. Um, yeah. and, and how does that kind of build out? Is it based on like a risk profile or kind of are there like industry average terms or how do you kind of think about
2: that? Yeah, so it's a combination of a few things, right? Um, the How much we're buying a month, you know, we'll create a credit limit for each customer that they have that we're purchasing. So we'll let them know, hey, you're working with this company you know, they're not very strong financially, right? Or so we can only, we'll land up to this number, um, this amount on this specific customer. Uh, so that's, that's one of the things. But then to kind of going back into the how we charge as a rate is going to be based, majority of it is on is how much we're buying a month and then how long we have to wait. So we'll do that 90% advance and then give that customer back the remaining 10% less our fee. Now that fee could be anywhere from Under 1% of the total invoice, you know, to maybe on the very high end, you know, maybe 3% uh, of that invoice total. Now, if that'd be an example of somebody doing, you know, $20,000, $30,000 a month, and maybe we're waiting, you know, 45 to 60 days, as an example. If somebody's, you know, we have companies that are billing out, you know, half a million to a million dollars a month with us that we're purchasing, you know, those, a lot of times we'll see those rates under 1%. You know, and it's all tax deductible. You can they write it off at the end of the year. Um, But as you mentioned a little bit ago, on it is it is not going against your balance sheet, right? It's a we're just advancing on good invoices.
0: Awesome. I mean, it's an interesting way to think about getting kind of money back back in your pocket versus on the shelf, right? So, do you feel like that you've seen an increase in this kind of during? You know, the implications we've seen from the pandemic because of supply chain backups or when you think about kind of factoring in, in general, does it feel like like there's more curiosity around it or kind of more um, more investigation on if it's right for for business owners?
2: Yeah, I think I think when the initially when the pandemic started, I think everything kind of like slowed down. Right. I mean, so many of these the payments and everything else, right. like everything had to be kind of relooked at. But now that kind of things are, you know, maybe not, obviously not back to normal yet, but businesses are growing and they're needing, especially when they're rapidly growing, I would say the the businesses that we're seeing would be as companies that um, maybe have a line of credit, right? And the one thing that's a kind of, that can be a negative on, on lines of credit is the fact that they may not grow at the rate that you want to grow. Um, I have a customer I just talked to this week where They had a line of credit for a million and a half dollars. Well, that's great, but they're now billing out a million dollars a week, right? And their customers are paying in almost 45 to 60 days. So that math don't add up. They have to come pocket with that that money. So we're seeing a lot of companies grow rapidly that need money, and that bank line of credit is just not meeting their needs. Now, I will say that our rates may not be as low as the line of credit may be in regards to what they're paying. Um, but there's definitely a lot more benefits and we can actually be relatively close to fees in regards to somewhat of a line of credit. Maybe not quite as low, but definitely in the realm. And if they're passing up a lot of work, what is that really costing them? Are people pretty clear or
0: maybe you can explain to us how it works kind of on like, who's on the hook if the client doesn't pay? Right. So if, you know, you're, you're, you're stepping in and you're like, OK, so we know this is a good account for you, but things can happen. Right. I think especially kind of during COVID, we saw that some of the most stable businesses were kind of shaken or if there is a you know natural emergency or disaster, if they're unable to kind of pay their debt to the business that provided the service, you know, because of that, you're unable to kind of collect the debt that you, you bought. You know, how does that start to look? Like, is it really passed on to that person who owed the debt originally? You know, is there some kind of third party liability where the person who kind of like engaged you in the model is also responsible? Hoping that doesn't happen a lot, but yeah. Like what are the things to consider before you jump down that path?
2: You're right. That can happen. I think historically it's one half of one percent of every invoice that we buy would ever go to to that a place where it have to be purchased back. But in the in the case where it does happen like that. Is now typically our standard what we call recourse would be ninety days, right? Now we can make exceptions to that or whatever. But let's say hypothetically, um, we get out to say day ninety on a on a customer uh, with on an invoice, and for whatever reason the customer um, their customer has not paid. If we feel like we can still collect on that invoice, you know, we can still collect past that say ninety days, but if you know, their customer is just flat out not responding or they went out of business or whatever, you know, they're just, you know, not playing ball at that point. Then, yeah, we have to make a business decision at that point and go, hey, listen, that's why we have this 10% reserve, right? We do a 90% advance, hold that 10% back. Hopefully that would cover any um shorts, right? If shortfalls, if that would happen. And then what happens if, that does happen is yeah, the customer would buy back that invoice, sometimes with reserve. Maybe if it's more, then they would have to take maybe some new billing to, to offset it. And that's their responsibility to go and collect out on uh on that remaining payment for that customer. Yeah. And I
0: mean and that makes sense, right? You know, eventually kind of everything returns to to where it's supposed to be. So yeah. um but I think it's an interesting thing to consider because uh, you know the kind of theme of this week is how to raise different money for different purposes, right? So this is definitely an interesting way to to look at cash flow and i I kind of look at it the same way I look at managing inventory of your business sometimes, like sometimes the the money is better on your in your pocket than on your shelf. This is kind of another way to kind of make sure you have access to that again.
1: You know I just jump in i just i just, uh, just a couple of quick questions or just to summarize um Kelly um if I have a a supplier who uh, if that, that um, I owe money to, and, and they're getting you know factored through you, do I know that? Am I aware of that? In other words, you know, am I? Do I see any difference in um, payment terms or in where my money is going to, or the name? Am I am I suddenly sending my check to a different company? Because I know a lot of people. Get concerned about that. Like they, they don't want their customers to know that there's a factoring company involved.
2: Oh, sure. I mean, sometimes, you know, people will bring up that issue of like, oh, can can we not, you know, contact their customer, you know, mm-hmm. at all? We have made exceptions occasionally, but typically when that happens, it would have to be usually 20 to 25% of or less of whatever we're purchasing, mm-hmm. you know, on a monthly basis, you know, before that can happen what's mm-hmm. um, called a non-notice. Obviously, we're still having our customer change where the payments sent to. Um, we're just not contacting their customer in that case. Um, and we, yeah, we do make those uh, those exceptions, because you know. I just
1: I mean, I would have to be prepared for the fact that if I was dealing with, say, a large client and I sent their their invoices out for you to yeah. you know back to them through you guys. I guess you're going to have some communication with with my client, right? Yeah. For for payment. Yes. So I have to have communication with my clients to let them know who you are um, and that you're not some it's not like a scam or something or you know what you know what I mean like you're going to be hearing from these guys and this is the reason why I'm doing that. And I think that's an important concern. You have to you you also have to explain to I think to your customers that like hey, this is not a you know, we're not in any financial trouble. There's no you know whatever. I mean the, the reason why we're doing this is for cash flow. You know, you guys Take ninety days to pay me <laughs> like,
2: right. you're their I, bank, you know because that, that that makes sense, right yeah, yeah, and yeah, exactly where the good the good thing about that gene is most of these we call them debtors on our end because yeah. they pretty much usually know what a factoring company is, right, so occasionally we run across it where they don't understand that aspect of it, um it's becoming almost it's so infrequent now okay. that most of the the customers. And I, we always try to reiterate to the the our customers is hey, check us out. You know we've been around for 27 years. TCI has. We're A plus rated with the Better Business Bureau. Check us out mm-hmm. uh, in regards to that. And we are always gonna put ourselves in a position to get the information we need with is, you know, with less push. It's as, as they would. We in, will incorporate them. We'll even work with our customers to say hey if you'd rather have the first communication with with your customer to find out what the what the what's going on so be it we love we love it just include us on the email that you send out there find out what it is so we work with our customer to say it isn't all or nothing we're going to reserve the right to, to connect with them if we haven't got paid but we will always give our customer if that's how they want to go that route if they need that extra assurance until they build that trust then so be it. We want to work with them to feel comfortable that they can absolutely make that point of contact to find out what the issue is and, and work with them to, to let them know that, hey, it's not paying, maybe because they're missing a document. Sure, sure. And one final
1: comment that I have, again, for, for those of you listening or watching this, is that it's important to know upfront before you do the deal with your customer or client that you're likely going to be factoring out this invoice. And the reason why is because, like like Kelly mentioned, Fees can be anywhere from one to three percent of what the invoice is. And if you know this in advance, um, you can hopefully build those costs into your proposal um, and your quotes. So you can recoup that. So it wouldn't have to be something out of pocket. And like you said, Kelly, as well, just also keep in mind, it's not exactly one to three percent because, you know, it is a deductible expense. So there is, you know, you know tax effect, it would be something, you know, 80 percent less than that. So right. just saying, you know, it's it's but you do it is an extra cost. It's no different than. You know, if I go to a restaurant, I like to use restaurant examples for John Kelly, because that's where John comes from. (laughs) That's how he. But when you go to a restaurant and I see so many restaurants now that are like, you know, if you pay by cash, it's you know, it's this. But if you pay with a credit card, it's going to be two and a half percent more like they're telling you up front based on how you're going to pay. You know, there's going to be an additional fee involved. And I think as businesses, we need to incorporate that thinking, you know, you know, ourselves. And I think that makes your life a lot easier to sell your services. Well,
0: it's also the transaction fee for my, my servers and bartenders out there, right? So we're paying that, that fee back to the restaurant to take our tips home that night. <laughs>
1: That's right. That's right. See, I told you, he always uses it. The- <laughs> <laughs>
0: Once it's in your blood, you know. Yeah. It's it's blood in your blood.
1: Blood out. So I'm done. John, back to you. Sorry, but I just, I just want to make sure I got those answers.
0: No, I mean, I think those were, were, were great topics. And I think that this conversation has been helpful. And it, it's a different way of thinking about how to kind of you know, impact your cash flow without mm-hmm. really securing a traditional loan, without really having to change your business operations or sell off a whole bunch of inventory, right? So, um, I think an opportunity for a lot of folks, especially in that service field, and it's it's something to consider if it makes sense for your model. So, sure. you know, Kelly, appreciate you joining us. Appreciate the time, and absolutely and think it was a, a great conversation. Yeah. Get that
1: uh, long underwear on. You're in Minnesota, so
2: cold weather's coming. Uh, it's uh, yeah. There was a uh, nice coating on the on the ground this morning. So oh, already. Nice. Right. So yeah, we've been spoiled this fall, but uh, yeah, it's here. Okay. <laughs> See you in Florida. All right. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Thanks for joining us. Thanks, guys. Take care. Have a great day. Thank you. Thanks
0: to you too. And thank you everyone for listening. This has been another episode of Small Biz Ahead, the small business podcast presented by the Hartford. For more information on insights and advice on how to run and grow your small business, check out our blog, sba.thehartford.com or smallbizahead.com. You know, wherever you're listening to this podcast, we'd love it if you could kind of leave us a rating or review, make sure to subscribe and we'll catch you on the next one.